Thank you for listening to The Wonder Podcast. I'm Joe Vacanti. It's our desire that you would take this message and that you would choose to live the life God always imagined for you. So I get to work um, right next to the Buffalo store. And so every week we have uh, fans coming in, out-of-town fans, sometimes opposing teams coming in, buying gear. And uh, I'm sitting there at the coffee shop counter just waiting for them to come in. Because I got a question every week I ask. It's the same question I ask every week. This week was no different. I asked to everyone who came in, hey, how many points are the Bills going to win against San Francisco this year in the Super Bowl? And based upon who they are, I can tell who are the fans. Oh, hey, oh, wait, we, we got a game this week. You know, jumping a little far ahead, aren't we? You're already, you're already at the Super Bowl. And they have a point. Every week, you have to win that game. But every once in a while, when I say that statement, I'll get someone and they'll kind of smile. They're like, oh, yeah. I like the way you think. Because I know that they're thinking the same way I am. You see, Bill's fans, fans were fickle. One week, we love Josh Allen. The next week, get rid of him. One week, McDermott for president. Next week, fire him. Get out of town. This is fans. But I'm looking for the Bills Mafia. Because when you carry the moniker Mafia, it means a mindset. It means you're loyal. Mafia means family and loyalty. And what you'll discover in life is the way that you think will shape your world. And the world around us will ultimately shape the way we think. And so the scripture this season calls us to something heroic. In Romans 12, it says this, do not be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed within by a new way of thinking. You know, do not be shaped by this world. Doesn't God realize there's like right now 8 billion people on the planet? You know how hard it is not to be shaped by the world? Does God not realize we are outnumbered? There will come a time where you and I, we will be outnumbered in our thinking. Does God not realize that there's peer pressure? And when you're outnumbered by the world, there's a lot of peer pressure. Peer pressure in school. And if you're in school thinking, you know what, I'm just going to graduate high school and peer pressure and bullies will be done. No, it just continues on to adulthood. It's just more sophisticated, right? What kind of car are you driving, you know? My car is 18 years old. <clears throat> Look at my car, right? It, it doesn't stop. It just looks different and more sophisticated. There's always the pressure of the numbers against you. And then there's statements people will say, right? You've heard this. Well, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history, do you? 
And so the world will shape your thinking. So he says, do not be shaped by the world. This is a challenge. This is a call for us to be heroic. Now, when you're a parent and you have kids, we're supposed to protect children and the vulnerable. What I'm about to say is for adults. But as adults, one of the ways that we try to like not be shaped by the world is we tend to run. And so as adults, we can try to run to groups of people who just think like us. We can try to run by just watching certain uh, news stations. We could run by just living in a certain area. We can run by moving to a different part of the country or moving away. And we find ways that I am not going to be shaped by this world by running and escaping. And it'll, it'll actually work for a season. If you just limit and run and hide, it will work for a season. But God's not into making us as Christians weaker. He's into making us stronger. And when you read this verse, do not be shaped by this world, you know what it doesn't say? Do not be shaped by this world. Instead, move away. Instead, isolate and hide. What God challenges us to do is he says, no, instead be changed within by a new way of thinking. See, we are to change our thinking and, ch- and God's word challenges us. It'll strengthen us from within. So that's the challenge this season. The challenge this season and the hope this next winter is that we will all begin to elevate our thinking and we will engage a new mind. A new mind is what we will need. When we face numbers that will be against us, When people want to say statements to pressure us, we're going to need a strong mind so that we will not be shaped by the world around us, but that we maybe can in turn shape other people's minds around us. So that's the challenge for this season. Scripture tells us this in Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. If you've never picked up a Bible or read the scriptures, I want to encourage you this season, this is the one to start to get into it. Even if it's just one scripture verse, even if it's that one I started off with, even if it's this one, when you open up the scriptures, I want to challenge you, think about it as a book of freedom. That everything you read, God is fighting for your freedom. And he says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So I want to challenge you in your thinking this season. You know, when I, I worked with youth for like 20 years and uh, wanted to encourage them in their faith. And the youth always have those questions. They want to stump the whoever's the leader. And which, by the way, I never liked that. So if you're even an adult that's like that, like, hey, I want to see how much this guy knows about the Bible. Guess what? You're probably smarter than I am. Okay. I just let the people have it. Right. You're going to you're going to trick me. I, I don't care about that stuff. But they're always asking questions. And they always wanted to ask questions that weren't in the scriptures. Which is true, but they're kind of being silly. Like, is it a sin to sniff glue? 
They always ask, is it a sin to watch this show? And you're like, this show's not, in, it's not, TV's not even in the Bible. There's not even a TV in there. So they always want to stump you. You know, is it a sin to sniff glue? But the scripture has to elevate our thinking. See, not everything is a sin. Some things are just stupid. Like, why does everything have to be a sin? So you could, you know, ask the question, well, how free do you want to live? How free do you want to live? Hey, take a look at people who have been sniffing glue for 40 years. And do you want to live life like that? Do you, do you want to have teeth like that? Do you want to have a health like that? Like, like observe people who have sniffed glue and ask, how free do you want to live? Because when you're navigating Scripture, God's fighting for our freedom. And that's what we want for everyone listening to this. Is we want you to be the most free people because God wants us to be free. See, stupid thinking will not lead to a free world for you. We just finished Christmas. And the story of Ebenezer Scrooge is an interesting one. If you don't know it, I'll spoil it. Probably not going to see it anyway if you haven't watched it at this point in your life. But Ebenezer Scrooge was a, a businessman, and he was unkind, he was selfish, he was cruel. He wasn't a person you wanted to work for, and he was very wealthy. He was very stingy with his money. His workers, one of his workers was super poor. He was not generous. So Ebenezer Scrooge's business partner dies, and he comes back as like a ghost, and he warns him. He's like, listen, you're going to be visited by three spirits. The ghost of Christmas past, the spirit of Christmas present, and the spirit of Christmas future. And what his friend Bob wanted him to see was, you better change your ways because you don't want to end up how I'm ending up right now. He was in chains. So Ebenezer Scrooge sees these three spirits. And the spoiler is, he ends up having a change of heart. At the end of the movie, he changes his ways and he's being generous. If you've encountered God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, how could your life not be changed? How could we be the same people if we've encountered God? It's impossible. That is why a concern that I have In the scriptures, it says, do not be shaped by this world. It says, but be changed by a new way of thinking. If you look at your life and you say, you know what? I don't notice a lot of change. Maybe it's possible you've never encountered God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. But maybe you've just embraced the religion of Christianity. Because Christianity could be another religion just like there's other religions in the world that you can follow. But it's impossible to encounter God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and not let it change you from within. Another reason why you might not experience change is that you don't want to change. The hardest thing when it comes to helping people is when they don't want to change. I know a lot of people that listen to these words of mine are people that want to help. They leave, 
They go out into the world. It's like, I want to help people. The hardest thing you have to embrace is that you can't help people who don't want to change. I was having a conversation yesterday with a coworker about this. And I was saying, you know, you have to ask somebody, hey, if they're looking for help, do you want to change? Do you think you can change? Because if you don't, you're going to be wasting your time, wasting your money, wasting your energy on someone who just doesn't want to change. And even Jesus, when he was walking along, someone had a question, hey, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus tells him some things he has to do. And he says, oh, I've done all these things. He says, all right, then you do this. He didn't want to do it. So he walked away. And Jesus didn't chase him. Let him go. Because you can't help someone who's not willing to change. Maybe you are not different from encountering God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, because you have a heart that's unwilling to change. And maybe this season, that's the first step to say, I'm willing to make some changes. I'm willing to encounter God and open up the scripture and let that scripture change me. So that's our challenge this season to open up the word and begin to allow it to change you, to change your thinking. Because some of these things are going to be a little bit different for us. You might read it and say, what do you mean I can't have multiple wives? You know what? Okay, it's no one in this room. Good. Nobody left. You're going to read stuff and say, I don't know about this. But you have to allow it to change your life, follow where it goes and see, is it true? Because you should always follow truth no matter where it leads you. I, I never get nervous when there's new information or new things. I'm like, you know, Jesus is the truth. So if there's truth to this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it out. I'm going to think it out. And if it's true, God will win the day. Because whatever is true is of God because he's trustworthy. Now, some of you are thinking, I don't need the scriptures. I, I, I've gotten this far in life without them. In fact, the truth is, you don't need the scriptures to learn every life lesson. You know, as we saw in the photo, there are some people like Bill's Mafia who will jump off of heights on the tables. And every once in a while, you see a picture of someone landing on a table that didn't break. But something did break, (laughs) and it wasn't the table. You know, it was a leg that went weird or a rib, and you could just tell, like, oh, man. And maybe you've gone through life this far and saying, you know, I just learned my life lessons as they come. I jump on tables. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. You know, and you just, you move on, and you've learned your lesson. Well, that's true. But God's word and life with God, he wants us to eliminate the pain of jumping on unbreakable tables. See, God's word is for our freedom. And his word knows the things that are unbreakable that will break us. His word knows it. So why wouldn't we give our lives to something that's for our freedom? So we don't have to go through as much pain, as much disappointment, as much hurt, as much anguish. I see so many people that I love and talk to that they're making choices that are going to lead to pain later on. And I just wish, God doesn't promise us a life without pain. But God does give us the freedom 
to prevent us from jumping on tables that'll break us. So this season, begin to open up the word, allow it to guide you to places, allow it to encounter God. You know, John 10.10 says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Whenever we read this, if you've ever read this before, a lot of time we think experiences. Ah, oh, God has come to give me life to the full. That means it's a you know, full, full house. It's a house. It's cars or it's family. It's the relationship I've always wanted. But I want to expand your mind today to think that Jesus came that you might have a full mind, a full way of thinking He didn't just come to transform our lives, but to to transform our thinking. Because if you can change the way you think, you can change your world. You can change your future. And you can experience life in ways. He has come to give us new thinking. So I want to share one verse this morning that has affected my life since I was in middle school. This has never let me down yet. I wanted to pass it on to you today. It's in Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. The version I read as a kid, it was a good news Bible that was given to me. It said, not for men. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not men. So I applied this to everything. Like whatever you do, all in. Now, for sports, easy, because sports are fun. And I was never going to be, I almost always finished first in conditioning, right? It's like, we're doing sprints today. And it's like, man, I am the fastest person on this team. I'm always finishing first in all the conditioning. And then the coaches say, all right, whoever finishes in the top two gets to rest one. And I would finish last, (laughs) The last one done, because everyone else was dogging every other one. They weren't giving it their best. I'm thinking, I thought I was the fastest person on this team. But it never failed me in sports, but I also applied it to work. You know, whatever you do. I was a dishwasher, and I was committed. I was going to be the best dishwasher in town. I remember one Mother's Day, we had reservations for 700 people. I asked the owner, can I dress up as the Flash? No one's going to see me. I'm going to be in the back. I dressed up as the flash. I'm thinking, I'm going to get these dishes out so fast. Whatever you do. But here's, here's where it really helps. Here's what's going to help everybody in this room. Every student needs to listen to this right now if you're, if you're in school. Studies. Academics. Here's where this is going to free you greatly. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. So when you're taking tests... I would always do my best, as best as I could. Didn't get it right all the time. But to give it my best on a test. And I pass this on to my kids. Listen, if you give your best on a test and you get a D in social studies, you don't have to be sad. Because if you get a D in social studies and you gave it your best, then you can know, I've just discovered God didn't want me to be a social studies teacher. Because if you give it your best and you don't get the grade, then it is a series of discoveries that God is helping you to discover what you're good at 
and what you're not. And you can have peace and joy. When I was in pharmacy school, we had 50 exams a semester. I had classmates that were popping blood pressure pills to calm themselves down because they'd shake. I would walk into class, organic chemistry, with a Jesus shirt on, my Walkman and music, singing and dancing. I'd go to the front row. I'd have my worship music playing. And I was just like, yeah, here you go. Look at the test. Right? And I remember I would, I would take the test and I would sign it. I'd be like, you know, you know class begins, and you know, I'll go. And everyone's flipping and, ah, you know, they're doing this. I just flip it over. And I would sign my name. And as I would sign my name, here was my mental structure based on this verse. Listen, test. Now, if you're ever talking to your test, do it in your mind. If you do it out loud, they're going to think you're crazy. Listen, test. I love Jesus, and there's nothing you're going to do about it. Fifteen years later, I'm working in youth ministry, and I tell this same story I showed with you today. And there's a leader in the back who gets all excited, and he comes forward. It was actually my organic chemistry teacher from 15 years ago. And he goes, I remember you. I remember that kid. You're the shirt on and the music. See, we want you to be free. The scripture is for our freedom. Let the scripture transform you. Let the scripture bring discovery. Life is tough. Life will be hard. See, if you change your thoughts, you can change your world. And if you can begin to change your thoughts, it's our hope this season that you experience new freedoms in different situations of life that you will have new discoveries in different areas of life. You will come alive in different areas of life. It's our prayer this season that you would commit to having a new mind and that you would choose to get that new mind by encountering God, life with God, life with God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And it begins when you open up this book of freedom. On the scriptures. I want you to be prepared for any difficult road ahead. Because if you read the scriptures, here's what we know for certain is a part of the road ahead. We don't know how or when, but what we do know is with the world we live in, we're going to be outnumbered in our thinking. We're going to be have peer pressure it's going to keep on increasing and increasing temptations will continue to increase and come the odds are going to continue to be against us we may even face something that that happens all around the world but we don't experience here it's called persecution and if we could start with our minds then no matter what we face no matter what comes against us, we'll be prepared to never turn away from Jesus. That we'll be prepared, no matter how ugly it could get, to never leave our faith. No matter how much we don't even understand, we will never turn away from Jesus. And the reason is, we'll have the mindset of the Bills Mafia. 
because Jesus gave us an offer we couldn't refuse. And we never left him. And we never will. So today, maybe the first step for you to experiencing the freedoms we talked about, living life, getting less broken on tables, the first step for you is to cross that line of faith and to give your life to Jesus. If you've never given your life for Jesus, I want to encourage you. Jesus wants to give you this life we talked about today, life of freedom. But that life begins when you choose to give Jesus your life. See, Jesus did do something by dying on a cross. Sometimes the tables that break us, sometimes we've been the table. Sometimes we've been that thing that has broken other people and we know it and we feel bad about it. As a kid, I know I was a very witty kid and I had a lot of like fast remarks. I know I probably made fun of kids. I just can't remember what I did. But I remember a kid one time was in my face saying this, he's acting like he was all tough, a whole bunch of kids around. And I just said one thing and everybody laughed and he walked away. He's chiming in, trying to be a bully. And I said, get a breath, man. I, I just had statements that were funny and witty and probably broke people down inside. And I reached a point where I was like, I don't want to be a person who breaks people. I don't want to be a person who lifts people up and makes them whole. And that's why Jesus came to die for us. He died on the cross because we know if someone breaks your body, you know, there's, someone's got to pay for that. Someone's got to fix you up, repair you. And our decisions have separated us from God. But today you can be made whole. Today you could take all those decisions that you've ever made that broke other people and you could walk out of this room and walk through that door like it never happened. Because God tells us in the scripture that he removes the things we've done as far as the east is from the west and he remembers them no more. You might, you might go through life remembering them and carrying them with you, but you don't have to because Jesus died for our freedom. He wants us to be free from the things that we've done. Forget about them. So if you're here today, you say, I want to start this new life. I want to begin encountering God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. I want to change. I want to turn from my ways. And I want to turn and follow him. So I'm going to have everybody just stand up. If that's you today, make this commitment in your heart. If that's you today, make this your oath today. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, right now, I'm crossing that line of faith and I'm going to give you my life. And I want change. Jesus, today, I'm going to begin to open up that book of freedom. And I'm going to begin to let it shape my thinking. Because I'm going to trust you that it will change my world. Jesus, today, I'm going to give you my life. Thanks to all who give to Wonder Church. Your sacrifice makes this podcast possible. Thanks for listening. And live your life in such a way that will make the world wonder. There must be more.